If you have the desire to write, draw, paint, perform, speak or act, right now it might feel like a hobby or something that you used to do. But I want you to uncover that creative gift and bring it back to life. This is about honoring your creativity, making space for it in your life and overcoming resistance to creating. If you're ready to unlock your own creativity to find ultimate soul restoration and life transformation, you're in the right place. I'm your girl. Grab your pen or your paints. Let's go. When you became a mum, did your identity change? Did the things that you used to love doing just kind of get put on the back burner? Of course they did. You had kids. If you're like me, the things that you used to do, the things you used to love doing, didn't quite fit in after having kids. Because your whole life and how you see it changed. It got flipped upside down and actually probably more like inside out. But here's the great thing about all of this. Change brings opportunity. You are still worthy of doing those things that light you up. Creative things. Writing, drawing, sewing, painting, dancing. Whatever it is, you are worthy of unlocking your creative joy. And I want to let you know that I'm actually recording this podcast in a room because we've gone away for a couple of days and my husband and daughter are having a shower in the background. I keep it real here on the Unlocked Creative. In this episode, I speak with Renee Fick, host of the Rising Mums podcast, and she is all about embracing that new person that we are as a mum, creativity included. Before we get into today's show, I want to invite you to join the Unlocked Creative community on Facebook. It's free and we catch up to spend 15 minutes creating whatever we're working on or starting once a week. Just search for the Unlocked Creative Community on Facebook. I can't wait to see you in there. Okay, so without further ado, here is my special guest today, Renee Fick, host of the Rising Mums podcast. Renee, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now, I know you from your amazing Rising Mums podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do and how you came to do what you do? Yeah, well, that's a big question. (laughs) And I'm a mom of three. I'm an occupational therapist, and I actually work part-time in the NICU. Really, it's all about helping moms rise above the overwhelm and the chaos of the day-to-day so that they can find more joy each and every single day. So my journey was just that. Like I reached that place of burnout and frustration and overwhelm and started asking myself that question of, is this really all that mom life is? Like, is there something better than this? Because this is not what I signed up for. I thought that it was going to be fun and adventure and snuggles and fun memories and all these things. And it was a lot harder than I anticipated. And to the point where I questioned whether or not it was postpartum depression. And when I asked other moms and friends, they're like, no, this is just mom life. That's just the way it is. (laughs) So 
that was kind of the starting point for me in figuring out like there's got to be a different way. And so when I sort of started to figure that out, that's when I started the Rising Moms Club and working with some women closely and then eventually started the podcast. Really, it's all about helping moms kind of on that same journey that I was on and being able to find more joy instead of feeling like it's just that constant hamster wheel day in and day out. I mean, I don't know how you do it with working in a NICU and doing all the things that you do. (laughs) If a mum comes to you for help to kind of let go of their life chaos and overwhelm, because, you know, who doesn't want that? Where do you start? Like, what is the foundation that we need to look at in our lives to actually, as you say, you know, live them with more joy as a Mm -hmm. mum? Yeah. So a part of my rise above method is kind of three main pillars. And then we dive into each of those a little bit deeper. But the main foundation of that is having your true north, like knowing your core priorities, knowing who you are. What I find is so often when moms become a mom, we let go or our identity changes, right? Like the person that we were before is not the same person. And so sometimes there's this this transition period of letting go of all of how life maybe was before we became a mom and kind of embracing that new person that we are. And I I really do feel like we become different human beings when we become a mom because there's like parts of our brains and bodies and hormones, like everything shifts and changes. So really figuring out who we are, like what lights us up, what are those things that matter the most to us? What do we want our life to look like and how do we want it to go? And all those types of things are sometimes questions that get lost just in the day to day. We are so stuck in reacting to everything. You know, we're in the middle of trying to get dishes done and laundry done and somebody falls and there's chaos and somebody's fighting and it just becomes this constant reaction mode that sometimes it we don't even take a breath to figure out what do we want to do? Like what makes us feel good? What do we want in our day? So starting with those core priorities is the foundation number one and like figuring out that identity of who you are, what do you want your life to look like? And then once you have that core piece, then we kind of navigate into decluttering and simplifying. And many women think that decluttering is just that physical stuff in your home, you know, like packing up a few boxes and that Marie Kondo type style or whatever that might be. But really, it's about eliminating any of that extra stuff that's in your life that doesn't match up to those core priorities. So Maybe it's learning to say no to some things that come your way. Maybe it's learning to, you know, align your calendar a little bit differently. And I think COVID definitely helped a lot of moms kind of take that step back and look at that calendar in a little bit different way. And something that we were doing inside my community prior to that was that same idea, but COVID really forced it on a lot of people this last year. And then the final step is learning how to do that in a way that is in routine or in a flow. Because as women, we're not the same day to day, right? Like we live kind of in a man's world, but our hormones function differently than men do. And so we don't operate on that same 24-hour cycle that men do, we operate more in a 28-day cycle. So there's certain things in our lives that are better matched up based on our hormone cycles and our lifestyle and our seasons and things like that, rather than thinking that life has to be the same every single day. We're doing the same tasks every single day. Those are kind of the three main pillars that I help women work through. You touched on it, the first pillar about, you know, identity. So Mm -hmm. And, you know, the questions that get lost, I think that's so key because 
you know, when a woman approaches me with this desire to write, to paint, to draw, without fail, one of the first things they say is that, you know, with everything going on, they're just too busy for the, to do this thing that they love to yeah. do. Yeah. And so what's your advice on how we can kind of to listen to those questions? How do we start doing that? Yeah. Well, I highly encourage all of my clients to eliminate the word busy from their vocabulary because mm-hmm. it seems so easy. Like it's become, and if you just give yourself an experiment and ask people how they're doing, I would say probably 90% of people will respond with busy. Or, I mean, prior to COVID, at least that's how people would respond. You'd be like, hi, how has life been? Almost always people are like, oh, it's been really busy or, oh, we've had a lot going on. When we are priming our vocabulary and priming our language and the way we speak with this idea that life is busy, it's going to reinforce that, right? Like it's kind of that phenomenon. Our brain is primed to find more of what it finds is important. And so if Mm. we're placing emphasis on the word busy and seeing that word as important, our brain and our life is going to find more opportunities to look busy. So if we eliminate that word busy and challenge ourselves to start focusing on something else, like start finding those small moments of time and start to recognize where we do have time showing up for our lives, it can allow more time to actually you know, challenge yourself to look at how many times do you pick up your cell phone? How many times are you looking on social media? And when we say we don't have enough time, you know, there's an app on your phone that'll tell you how much time you're spending on your phone. And when I've worked with clients, there's been times where they look at their phone and it says like upwards of eight hours a day. That's a lot of time. So could you take back even just 10 minutes? Could you give yourself 10 minutes to, you know, paint or do something creative or do whatever it is that lights you up? And even if it's just a small window of time, when you recognize where you can find just a small window of time, then you say like, yes, I did that. Like I got 10 minutes in. Then that 10 minutes can then start to grow and grow into whatever you want it to. But when we're placing so much attention on, I just don't have time. I just don't have time. You're never going to see time available to you. But when you take a step back and say like, where can I find even five minutes? Can I find 10 minutes? And then you start looking, you're like, oh my gosh, I do actually have 10 minutes that I can squeeze in here. And then that continues to grow. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course, their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. Yeah, and, you know, I think the hardest part is is that shift in how we think and the other thing that I hear a lot is when people are starting to reconnect to their creativity is just, I don't have the energy, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay, I have 10 minutes, I have five minutes, but I'm just so drained. And I always have a response to this, but I'd love to hear what yours is. Well, I feel like so much of our energy suckers are the things that are it's like our life is caught up in the mundane and mm. the 
the routine, I guess. I, and routine's not the right word because I think routines are really helpful, but like those monotonous things, right? Like the laundry and the chores and like our life gets sucked away. Even like social media or television, so much of that I think is energy draining that when we actually spend a little bit of time doing something that lights us up, it gives us that burst of energy that we need. So for me, I don't think I will ever get tired of doing my podcast or business stuff or anything like that because it fuels me. It gives me energy. So what looks like tons of work to maybe somebody on the outside, to me, it's actually an energy producer. It's the same thing for me, like working out and exercise. Like, it, yeah, it can be physically exhausting, but it gives me that energy and that fuel that I need to be able to show up in other areas of my life in a much better way. So if I take those small little bits of time and invest in myself, it actually pays me back in more energy later. Like it gives me something to look forward to. It, it boosts my energy rather than making me feel drained. And so you know, it's just like for me, when you start a workout program, initially, you know, you're going to be exhausted. It's going to, <laughs> you're going to be tired. And it maybe is that mind over matter sort of piece in the very beginning. But then as you commit to it and you do it a little bit more and a little bit more, you'll find that it actually gives you something to look forward to. And that energy is actually producing rather than something that's draining from you. So I think initially it maybe is a little bit of that like conscious decision. Like I'm just going to do this might not be 100%, not be my fullest effort, but I'm going to just commit to trying it and doing it a little bit, knowing that ultimately it's going to be that thing that actually gives me more energy and fuels me for the rest of life. Yeah. And I think back to my own journey, listening to, as you would say, you know, the questions that are popping up that we don't pay attention to in our lives. One of them was about beginning to write again. And I felt like I didn't have energy because I put everything into my career, into the day, I get home and then I felt drained. But when I actually started creating, even just like you said, five, 10 minutes, I noticed that my energy was different and I wanted to be there and do that the next day. So mm -hmm. it's this positive reinforcement cycle, I think, that we can all have the power to generate. So I often ask women to do a bit of a time audit of you know what's going on in their lives so they can find those 10 minutes five minutes and we find that there's there's time where they can't actually say what they're doing and I think sometimes it can be you know they're scrolling their phone and they don't they don't notice it until they do the audit but a lot of other times they spend just cleaning up after other people mm -hmm. which you know and a lot of it is invisible work too, like planning, you know, in your head, the next party that's coming up for your family. So what do we do about those kinds of, what do we do about invisible labor? Mm -hmm. Well, and I think as moms, it is particularly, it's so, e and women, I think just in general, it's so easy to get caught in that trap of just picking up or just doing and the monotony of the day-to-day. And I really like encouraging women to do power blocking so that each designated time block has a focus. And so then you're not caught. It just brings that intention to our time rather than getting caught in just doing the same things over and over and over again. So maybe it's, hey, at night, I'm going to give myself 30 minutes to do the laundry or watching TV or whatever it might be. But there's intention, like, you know, when this thing is going to get done. And when that time block is up, it's up and it's over. There's just bringing that intention to it, right? So 
what happens I think is so many times is moms can, and women, I'm, I'm generalizing, but women can like get caught in just like fiddling with the same things all day long, right? That idea of I've picked this thing up 10 times today and it just keeps coming back. But if you instead let it be and then say, I'm saving this for my 10 minute sweep when I come through and I'm going to pick everything up real quick in 10 minutes, then it lightens off that time of doing the same repetitive task over and over again. And there's a lot of research out there, like productivity research in that idea. Like so many times we're switching gears, we're losing efficiency, we're, we're multitasking, which is not helpful for us and like all on and on and on. So these time blocks, what they do is help us focus our time and our energy on one specific thing, get that one specific thing accomplished and done with, and know that we can let go of some of those other things until it's their time. And then know that it, that time you're going to give it a hundred percent of focus and attention and you'll get way more done, much more efficiently, much faster. And then you're not feeling like you're just doing that same stuff all day long. And these power blocks, they're really helpful going back to even those 15 minutes of like doing something creative, if you know on the calendar it's it's there and you're going to spend like that 15 minutes, then even when you don't feel like you maybe have the energy or when you don't feel like you want to do it or whatever, if you just give your, you've like carved out that space, even if it's just sitting there, but like, you know, like that is that time for that. It really shifts and changes. And I mean, I know life happens, you know, sometimes like the yesterday, my day did not go the way I wanted it to. And it was <laughs> super fresh with it. But so there's got to be flexibility in it too. It's not going to be perfect 100% of the time, but a big chunk of time and and figuring out where things are going to go is really that intention when it's like a nebulous cloud up in our head. Like we're like, oh, I'd like to get this done. I'd like to get this done, but it's never finding its way onto the calendar. And then all of the other things kind of take that space and then it never happens. So it really is about blocking times out on your calendar for everything and then letting things go when it's not in that time frame. So now today I'm going to make time to power block because that is <laughs> like my new mantra. So I love it. <laughs> yeah. So what happens, and you touched on it a little bit just then, but what happens if you have set aside the time for your creative outlet and your kids interrupt or, you know, your mum calls you. How do we set up that time for ourselves and keep it there? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that there's a balance, right? There's a balance of setting boundaries with other people. You know, even our kids can be able to respect those boundaries. Like this is mom's time. Like when I'm working out, I'm like, can you just give me these 30 minutes? Like that's all I ask is this 30 minute boundary window. And so you know, no matter what age your kids are, they should be able to, unless they're like super infants, <laughs> but they should be able to respond to that and see like, hey, mom is valuing herself. She's taking care of herself. She needs that space and honoring that. And the same thing, like I think like in terms of like a phone call, oftentimes we think we have to respond to everything in that moment rather than waiting till it's perfect timing for you or and so we we put off our needs in terms of everybody else's needs when i think it's really healthy for other people around us to see that we value ourselves too and i think i think it was a rachel hollis quote that said something about that idea that we hold up our commitments to other people more than we show up and commit, hold up the commitments that we hold to ourselves. And so I think it's really powerful to just to take that step back and, and as 
as role models, like for me as a mom, I want my kids to see that my commitments matter and that the commitment I make to myself matters just as much as the commitment I make to other people. So if I've committed to this time for creativity, it's okay to set those boundaries and show kids like it's okay to set boundaries and it's okay to say, I, ha- I have the time for you. This is just not that moment. And clearly communicating that, right? It's not mm. that I don't love you. It's not that I don't have time for you. I will have time for you. This is my moment right now. And so I think that's one element of it. But I also think that there's times when that's not going to happen, right? Like things happen. Life doesn't go as planned. We have to be able to have flexibility and give ourselves a little bit of grace in it too and know that as well-planned and well-intentioned and perfect as we think we can make it, there's never going to be perfect. And there's always going to be that moment where we have to just let go and focus on what we can do and focus on the progress that we are making and like, how can we roll with that? Yeah. And I think, you know, building flexibility in is so, so critical to not getting kind of obsessed with, because I know that in the past where I've had a schedule for myself, I've been, you know, very strict with, I've got to keep to the schedule. But Mm -hmm. yeah, this, we've got to realize that this is something that we do for ourselves, not to free ourselves, not to entrap, you know. Um, so what is the one thing that you most enjoy about how you're helping mums now? I think the biggest thing that I've noticed is just watching moms like shift that perspective and shift that focus from, I mean, really, and ultimately you don't have to change anything in your environment. There's a lot of external things that we can do. And yet I've had some clients tell me that nothing in their external world changed, but everything changed just because of the perspective shifts that they've had. And so I think for me, that ultimately is the most valuable thing because so many times there's so much information out there telling moms about what you should be doing and what you can do and orient things like this and do your schedule like this and all these like should do things that it can feel really overwhelming. Like it reinforces that feeling of failure all the time, you can change your everything just by shifting the way you think. It's sometimes the most challenging thing to do because Mm. it requires a lot of introspection and like you, even that creative outlet piece, like so much of doing creative stuff is like that space for you to just to be with yourself. Right. And -hmm. sometimes that's why I think sometimes people avoid it is because it can feel very raw. But I think when you can do that and you can work through that perspective shift and change the way you're thinking, everything can change even with nothing externally changing. Yeah, I 100% agree with all of that. (laughs) So I'm curious, what do you do to rest and relax? It shifts and it changes depending Mm. on my season and depending on what I feel like I need most in that season, right? So right now I'm definitely in a space where I've been working out pretty hard and I enjoy it. It's refreshing to me and it feels good. It makes my body feel good. It gives me lots of energy. But six months ago, had you asked me, I was pretty heavily into more of that slower pace and meditating and more contemplative and journaling. And and so I think it really does shift it can be simple things. Since COVID, I've been like baking bread. And so every day that I bake bread, it just is my moment to kind of take a break. And your restoration can come in so many different ways and it can change with season to season. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like everybody 
potentially just breathed a sigh of relief at hearing that. <laughs> so it's been such an amazing conversation. Is there anything that I haven't asked you aside from how we find you that you'd like to cover? Just allowing that opportunity to be creative and to explore, I think is so valuable because when you could, even if it's with moms that are with kids, you know, like if you sit there and color with your kids or paint rocks with your kids in the backyard, like that creative outlet can be so relaxing and so relieving. And I think sometimes we put this emphasis on that it has to be done a certain way or it has to look a certain way or that it has to be done alone. But I've found so much rest in just sitting there with my kids and while they're coloring, coloring on the same Mickey Mouse coloring page with Mm -hmm. them. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be something grand or crazy in order for us to be that expressing ourselves in a creative outlet or creative fashion to just be willing to explore with even those small little micro moments can be really powerful. So yeah. Renee, how do we find you? Uh, the easiest way to find me would probably be at therisingmoms.com and on the Rising Moms podcast. I am on Instagram and Facebook and things like that at my name, Renee Fick, but it's sometimes harder to spell. So <laughs> those two places, therisingmoms.com and Rising Moms podcast are the easiest places to start. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been such a pleasure. Yeah, I appreciated it. Thanks for having me on. That was Renee Fick. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. So much juicy goodness. Before you go, I do want to remind you about one of the things Renee spoke about, carving out time to create. And that is exactly what we do for free every week in the Unlocked Creative community on Facebook. So each week we meet and take 15 minutes to create. It might be something that you want to start creating. You haven't, you don't really know what that is yet. Whatever it is, bring yourself and your work along or the idea along, or nothing, and just create the idea when you're there, and let's carve out that precious creative time together. Just search the Unlocked Creative Community on Facebook and join. I can't wait to see you in there. And if you've got value out of today's show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, even if you're an Android user. It helps me help mums like you to unlock their creativity. Till next time, take care.